I just want us to, um, you know, take us back a, a few years to one of the earlier episodes of Marketed Not Live, where we recorded a whole show without it actually recording. Do you remember? <laughs> I do. Hello there. Welcome back to Marketed Not Live, the podcast that, well, let's face it, is adding value as someone with an interest in marketing, but is also hoping that you'll buy a ticket to the main event, Marketed Live, which this year is in Leicester, and it's on Thursday, the 7th of September, 2023. Now, for those of you who are into this kind of thing, our loyal fans, you'll know this is our seventh event. And this is the fifth season of the podcast as well. So thank you very much for listening. This year, the theme for Marketed Live is Challenge Everything. And so on this season's episodes, our guests will be asked to challenge an accepted assumption. So, you know, you don't listen to me, do you? Um, you actually want the people and the conversation. So let's just get stuck in. In this episode, we have the wonderful Teresa Heathwaring, uh, who, uh, well, I mean, she's just an absolute goddess. She's a friend of the show, friend of the event. So, uh, Teresa, welcome back to Marketing Not Live. Thank you so much for having me back. And I want everyone to, to introduce me as a goddess from now on. I think that's something that I need to insist upon. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's fine. You can have that one. Just put it in your bio, you know, when you submit a session, see how many yeah. people read it, <laughs> read it out on the on the stage. Um, Teresa, now, uh, before we get stuck into this, I just want us to, um, you know, take us back a, a few years to one of the earlier episodes of Marketed Not Live, where we recorded a whole show without it actually recording. Do you remember? <laughs> I do. That was so funny. And it wasn't just like us in our offices doing it online. I was actually in your office. And it was a really yeah. hot day. We were yeah. sweating and we just, it didn't record. It didn't, it didn't it want, stopped no, or something, didn't it? It, it? Well, it was my, it was my fault. It was my fault. I ran out of storage and we did the whole show. Uh, the aircon was off because we didn't want it to make a noise. And we were, you know, sweating and just bearing with it and it hadn't recorded. But do you know what? We were professionals and re-recorded it. And I think it was the better show. We did. We did. <laughs> it was really funny. It was like, been here before. This sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at the same joke that I said yeah, about half exactly. an hour ago. Yeah. Exactly. Professionals, you see. We were very um, honest, <laughs> though, weren't we? Weren't we very honest? We did say. We did say, yeah. We'd messed up. <laughs> It's it's the best way. I find uh, these days chaotic podcasts are the way forward. Well, that's a good job because that's pretty much <laughs> what mine always is. <laughs> not at all, not at all. You have an excellent podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Give us a bit of an introduction to who you are and what you do. Thanks. Uh, I hate these questions, which is weird because when I did podcast interviews on my podcast, this is exactly what I asked people. It is. That's why so I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that sounds familiar. So, uh, as Biz Paul has already said, I am Teresa Heathwaring and I am a business and mindset coach. I've been in business now just under 10 years and I basically help entrepreneurs from all over the world grow and scale their business. I am in the online space, so I have an online business myself, uh, and I'm also a speaker, a podcaster, an author, 
some other stuff, which I now can't remember, TEDx speaker and all of that jazz. But basically every day I get to help amazing business owners uh, create a business and life that they dream of. Wonderful. I love the way that you're helping other people. It's very much um, it's very much our vibe at Marketed Live to, to help others. Um, you've, of course, also been uh, one of the keynote speakers at Marketed Live. Uh, when, when was it? Was it 2019? I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah, it was before <laughs> everything happened. A lot's happened since then. <laughs> we all looked yeah, it, was, it, was, it was 2019 because you're in the documentary. Oh, yes. The documentary, which was excellent, by the way. I did love that. Um, and uh, Laura did the documentary, didn't she? She did. And it was great. In fact, I think you should probably link to it in the show notes. Uh, thank you. I'll decide what goes in the show notes. Thanks very much. But it's a good suggestion. <laughs> so so I, will, I will put it in. Um, it, is, it is a great, if you've got 30 minutes and you want to know what goes on at Marketed Live behind the scenes, you might think that it's, it runs smoothly. You might not. If you don't think it runs smoothly, I'm not interested in hearing what you think. But um, if you think it runs smoothly, you can see what goes on behind the scenes. Have a look. It's on YouTube if you want to go and watch it. It's called uh, Tiny Teacups, Tears and Tantrums or, or something something like that. Uh, we'll put a link in. You're absolutely right. it rolls right. off the tongue. <laughs> well, it did at the time. So um, this year at Marketed Live in Leicester, Thursday the 7th of September, we are asking people to challenge everything. We really want people to rethink what they know about uh, marketing or think differently or, you know, add as many different cliches about thinking. Let's say reimagine. You know, if you remember Amy Keane, she said reimagine marketing. You know, this is not what we want to do. So, mm. uh, but it's about challenging everything. So, uh, Teresa, what is an assumption that you would like to challenge? So I had a little think about this and it would be remiss of me not to pick something within the industry that I sit in very firmly. And my assumption that I want to challenge is that everyone or anyone can have an online business. Hmm. So it's very intriguing this. So can we maybe define what you mean by an online business? Yeah. So when I talk about online businesses, we talk about things like memberships, courses, coaching programs, anything where it is basically delivered online and you have online resources. So it wouldn't be like a one-to-one -one coaching, uh, well, I see one-to-one -one coaching online could be an online business actually, but you know, in-person stuff wouldn't be an online business. Yeah. So normally an online business is a one-to-many kind of strategy because the idea is if you do it online to lots of people you can make more money okay and um, can it be anything potentially as long as it's done on online i mean um I was, it, what came to my mind was like a vet but i mean <laughs> that's maybe a silly example because you need animals um but could it be like for veterinary businesses like trying to grow a business or something something like that do you think is, is it mainly service based businesses that would be yeah, online it's it's normally what is called the knowledge-based industry. So if you are a vet and you're brilliant and you have built a fantastic veterinary service and you want to help other vets do the same for them, then you could create a course or a membership or a coaching program on how to create an amazing vet. Okay. So why um, can't or should, shouldn't um, everybody do this? 
So I think the online industry has gone through quite a quite a journey in a fairly short space of time because really I would say in the last 10 years I've been is when the online industry really started to kick off and and is now huge and is still growing. So even though when you're in the online industry it feels a bit like we're tired of this now um there is still it's still a growing industry. So I think the what the problem with it is, and the reason why I'm trying to sort of go against what people say or how it is, is that people just think they can create an online business and therefore they can, it's seen as a get rich quick. It's seen as a way to put in effectively a marketing plan. And there is every expert out there telling you how to do it. And some do it very well and some do it absolutely appallingly. But it's effectively what they're trying to say is if you understand this type of marketing, then you can create an online business and you can become very successful, i.e. make a lot of money. And I don't think that everyone can have an online business. I think or everyone should have an online business. I think some people, it's just not for them and they won't like it because it is a very specific type of business. I literally sit at my computer all day, every day and talk to myself and all my stuff is done online. Now I do have some in-person events um, and I come to amazing in-person events like Marketed Live Thank you. And, um, and also I uh, speak at events, but literally the money that I earn pretty much comes through me doing stuff online. So if you are not someone who likes to sit in front of a computer and talk all day, then that's not for you. I think the other thing that is interesting in this industry, and I'm kind of jumping all over the place, so good luck with this one, but <laughs> I'm making sense of it. But the other thing that's super, super interesting about this industry is it's sold as a way to basically have a passive income. Now, the word passive income is an absolute swizz. It it just isn't true because there is nothing passive about having a membership or, you know, if you are running a course that runs by itself, it's still not passive. There is still a lot of work to do in that. So I think what people get the feeling is that they can create something once and it'll just sell and people will just buy it. It's passive. They don't have to be there and that they get to step out of their business. But often with an online business, you are the face of your business. And therefore, I can't step out. I can't suddenly say for the next six weeks, I'm not going to have my face on camera because I wouldn't have a business at the end of six weeks. So I think those are two of the things. Then the final thing is, I think because it's been sold as basically simple strategies and you do this marketing funnel and you set up this thing that looks like this, people are coming into this industry with no prior expertise of the thing that they're selling. And that's the thing that really bothers me. So people just look at the, oh, I could have a course or I could have an online business rather than being an absolute flipping genius at something or having a huge passion in something which you have had a successful business in. So for me, I was a marketing agency, only a really teeny tiny one. I've done marketing my entire life. So when I started my online business, it was to help small business owners with marketing. So I knew what I was talking about about the thing that I taught. I didn't go into the online world because I thought it's get rich quick. I mean, I did a little bit, but it didn't work. And luckily I liked what I did. Um, 
but I think the problem is there's no kudos behind them at all. So they're just, and I have this terrible but kind of funny story of someone I know bought a course on how to create a course and sell a course online. And then the course that she created was a course on how to create a course and sell a course online. If you kept <laughs> up with that, then you're smarter than me. But like, that's how farcical it is. That's how stupid it is. She didn't know how to do a course online. So learn how to do it and then sold what she learned. And it's like, no, I don't think people who are doing that should be in the online space. So I, I hear what you're saying really about the kind of circular nature of what you've just mentioned, bought a course on how to sell a course and then sold a course on how to, how to run a course. course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, I sometimes feel a little bit like that in marketing. You know, I... I market, I help, you know, my, my business helps businesses to market. And then I have an event that talks to marketing people about marketing. So I, I, I feel a little bit like that. Um, I, I have no interest in an online business, if I'm being honest. And I think yeah. that's because, um, I think I've come to the conclusion that my, um, my, my propensity to be bored with it quite quickly is 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 too high and that I would want to move on to to the next thing do you do you see any of that going on out there 100% where people iterate their business like really quick like one minute they're doing this then they're doing this then they're yeah, doing this yeah all the time I've seen people create programs that they've sold lifetime access to and then shut them down six months later Oh, that's like, not very lifetime. <laughs> well, whose lifetime is that? Like, well, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a, I suppose like, they, they might not be telling a lie there. The, the lifetime access, <laughs> the lifetime was six months. So, you know. Yeah, but the, and the problem is they didn't just, it wasn't part of their strategy. It was because they did exactly what you've said. They've come into it and gone, oh yeah, I need, I, I want to do an online business. I want to make money. I want to do this. And then they get into the reality of it. And it's showing up and it's doing the work. I've had my membership now for over four years, right? For four years, I've shown up on coaching calls. I've done mindset calls. We've done our online event every year, which you know about because you host it for us before, which is amazing. Like I have, I have consistently done that. Not once have I for a month not shown up, not once. And I think this is half the problem that people are coming into it going, oh yeah, you know, I really want this online business, but they're not actually paying attention to the amount of work it takes because they've been sold this lie of, um, yeah, they've sold this lie of basically get rich quick and it's a passive income and it's all that sort of thing. Or the other thing is, and I and I have seen this in, in play quite a few times, is people come into it. So they do all the strategies, they get them into their thing and then the people realize that they know bugger all. <laughs> and then they've been sold a lie and then they're, they're pivoting. And that's when a lifetime membership suddenly gets closed six months later, because actually, you know, they've got no substance behind what they teach. So for me, my membership has always been a very, I always say it's quite a slow thing. I've never kind of big done like humongous launches and spent thousands on ads or anything like that. That's just my you know, how I want to be. I'm not saying that's the thing to do. But the one thing I've always had is a very consistent 
number of people in my membership and my, um, you know, turnover almost of the membership has been really low. So I don't have many people join and then immediately leave or join a month and then leave two months later when they come. And my first ever member is still in the club, which is insane four years later, because there is substance behind what I teach and I'm not just doing it to get money. And it's a good job because I don't, it's not enough money for the work that I put in, quite honestly. It, but, it does, it but does, yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, it does seem, it does seem like, a lot of work to to do it properly. I, I wonder whether whether we can touch on this like marketing element to it though that that you mentioned, mm. where I don't know. My observation to that kind of stuff is that it seems fairly formulaic. Like someone has said, and this is how you market an online business, and it always seems mm-hmm. to be Facebook ads, right? Facebook yeah. ads to a landing page where you sign up to an email list and then you Mm -hmm. send them an email every day. It's got to be every day. It can't be like just, you know, once a week, every day. And then you get them to sign up for like a low ticket item. And then you persist until they become full members. That's my observation. I don't know if you've got any. Pretty much different. You've pretty much got it right there. There are a few different Uh, nuances and different ways. So sometimes when it comes to the launch itself, so often launching is a key word in online businesses. So you have launches. So sometimes those launches are boot camps. Sometimes those launches are webinars, masterclasses. Sometimes they're free Facebook groups. Some of them can be like, you know, a whole host of, there's one big person in this space that her launch run up is three months. She's doing specific launch program things for three months before she sells her course once a year. So it's all it's all basically a, a marketing framework. And I think that's the other problem as well with the online business. And, and the other assumption, I guess, that, you know, isn't true is that it will work for everybody because it doesn't. Because if they're saying to you, let's say someone says um, you need to do, you know, exactly what you said, Facebook ads, going to a lead magnet, going to a webinar, going to a sale. Okay, well, first off, how much money do you have to spend on Facebook ads? Because some of the bigger people are spending hundreds of thousands a day. So that's your first hurdle. Then, okay, fine, they can sign up to your email list. But then your webinar, what if you are shocking on camera? (laughs) What if you have no charisma, no personality, and you are just an appalling teacher on screen? What if you're terrified and can't deliver something because you're so scared? Then they're one way of doing it. And they're kind of like, this is how to become successful. Doesn't work for you. And then suddenly you think, well, that doesn't work for me. So I've got it wrong. So then you jump on the next thing. So then the next person says, that's not the way to do it. The way to be successful online is get them into a free Facebook group. And when they're in the Facebook group, do a challenge, a five day challenge every month. And once you've done that, then do da da da. And again, so you try that. That's not for you Mm. either. So this is the other thing. I think it's not only is it made out like it's just a formula of a marketing plan, but it's a strict formula and they're not actually going. It's not like someone sat down and gone, here's a buffet of, well, this is kind of what I try and do, I guess. This is a buffet of online strategies because believe me, I've done a lot of them. Um, 
which ones might work for you because of who you are as a person, who your customers are and the thing that you're selling. Because again, like, you know, one of the tactics that get used a lot in the online space is having deadlines. And the very first client, like literally nine years ago that I helped launch a membership sold to charities but he sold to a member of staff within the charity and the member of staff would have to get approval for the thing. So the countdown timer of if you buy in the next two hours, you get this was never, ever going to work for him. So if he had tried to do something verbatim, he'd have failed dismally and then he'd have thought his product was no good. Well, it wasn't his product was no good. It's that his customers and him were very different from what they'd been he'd been taught that he had to do so again it's like mm. even if you are going to look in that you do need to work with someone like me and i you know it sounds like i'm selling myself here and maybe i should be but you know that is going to go well actually that isn't going to work for your industry yeah it's a great strategy but it's not going to work for you okay so what i'm hearing here in terms of what we've talked about so far is an online business itself may not be for everybody because of a variety of reasons and one shouldn't um, assume that that you can replicate somebody else's business and somebody else's success. So that's that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the type of online business that you have, the sector that it sort of falls in may mean that the very linear funnel that someone sort of produces as a cookie cutter this is the blueprint to 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 do it may may not work because of who you're you're talking to um and that it's that it probably takes a lot longer than than what you think it does what about those people because it obviously works for some people so let's kind of spin this and end it on a on a positive for those people that you see that have successful online businesses um, what are the things that you think work from a from a marketing perspective? What, who gets it right and what is it about what they do um, that you like? So that's a very good question uh, and a nice positive way to end this. So I think the first thing they get right is the thing that they're teaching and selling is their thing. OK, it's their they have been doing it for a long time. So they haven't just learned how to do one thing and then they're selling it. So when you take people like, um, I had a maths teacher who created a math framework and sold that to maths teachers. That was, that was her thing. That's all she knew. That was her, her whole life that she'd put into that. And therefore she just found an online way of selling it to more people. She was already delivering that thing, but to schools that she would go and have conversations with and then took it online. So other people who have done particular things that have been really good, like, you know, there's a lot of memberships for people to learn how to play the guitar or the drums. Mm, And mm. again, those people have developed those skills first and then took it online. So I think that's the first thing that these people who are really successful and doing a really good job, they're the ones who are very passionate and are very skilled in the thing that they're selling. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is the people who are smart enough, and this sounds rude and I'm not being rude because when you first come into it, it's easy to look at someone else's formula and think I've got to copy exactly that because they've been really successful. But it's the people who are smart enough to go, okay, I'm learning this from over here, this from over here, this from over here. And actually, and it takes a bit of time to kind of work it out. I've had to do exactly the same. 
and go, this bit works really well for me because I like that and my customers like that, but this bit here doesn't. So I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to try this thing. So I think I think it's about kind of taking some of those marketing things and it's not as cookie cutter and formulaic as, as they make out because it can't be because it's not always going to work that way. But you are able to take different points and do them authentically for you. Because I think that's the other thing. For a long time, I thought I had to show up in a certain way and it just wasn't authentic to me. Mm -hmm. And I've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years working out what is authentic to me. And I'm still working it out. You know, I've just made a big change in my membership that basically has seen a chunk of people leave because I increased their price. And that's not what you do in the online space. You grandfather people in and you let them pay that price forever. But my product, my membership, me, everything had changed so much that actually no longer did it fit for me to have those people in there at that amount of money um, because they weren't the the customers, I guess, that I'm targeting now. So I did something really hard and I said, I'm really sorry, but I am going to increase your price. And if you want to leave, then I totally get it. And a lot of them did leave and that's, mm -hmm. that's absolutely fine. So I think still trying to find that voice, still trying to find that authenticity, um, you know, it's never going to be like, yeah, got it brilliant. And now it works. And the other thing is, the people who are the successful ones have tweaked and changed and moved. So what worked for them probably four or five years ago, and the same for me, is not working for me today. The consumers, your customers are always getting much more savvy. They are communicating in different ways. They are doing different things. And as an online business owner, although there's that balance between consistency there's also got to be that balance of flexibility. So actually I've done it long enough to know whether it should or shouldn't work. And now I'm going to tweak a bit to try something else. Yeah. So, okay. So that's quite interesting because in, in other episodes of this season, that theme is quite coming through, it's coming through quite, quite a bit, this idea of, of flexibility, but you, and what I'm hearing there is we've got the foundation of core knowledge and expertise so that you're able to then position yourself authentically with the, the messages that you put out there and that that's more likely to to land and attract the right people because of because of those foundations would that be a fair summary yeah 100 percent. and i think a really good example of this is uh my podcast my podcast has consistently shown up for 300 and something like three episodes um, for all those years, every single Monday, I've never missed an episode, but has my, my kind of subjects, has my format, has the name changed over that time? Yeah, absolutely. And we did a tweak at the beginning of this year when I stopped doing interviews. So there's nothing wrong with making some tweaks. It's that consistency. So the basis of me doing a podcast was a really good format marketing for me because I like to talk. And again, if it, that's not for you, then don't do a podcast. But so I was consistent, but I remained flexible with what I did moving within that, that format. Great. Fantastic. Okay. So lots of lessons there that we can take. You're right. Not everybody needs to have an online business. There's lots of different options for people and there's lots of different ways in which people can market their their business I, I'm, I have to say i'm i really don't like blueprints and cookie cutter approaches and things like that because i just don't no. think that it 
you know, every business is different. Every audience is completely different. And so it doesn't make sense to say this is how you do it. And here's a very linear journey that sort of ignores how people veer off on tangents and look at different things and get distracted and, and things like that. So thank you for shining a light on on that conundrum there um, about people wanting to start an online business. Um, before we just just go, where can people reach you, hear more about you? You've already mentioned your podcast, so we can maybe start start there. Where else can they find you? Uh, so you can go and check out Your Dream Business podcast uh, over on wherever you listen to a podcast. And then I like Instagram best. So you can come and search Teresa Heath wearing. You should, I was going to say you should find me, but to be honest, there's that many flipping fakes that keep coming up. Uh, I I don't know. And I tried to get verified and it just didn't work in my world. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. They think I'm the fake. Um, So, but yeah, come and find me on Instagram. I'm over there pretty much all the time. Uh, And come and say hi. I'd love to hear from you. And of course you'll be at Marketed Live this september if anyone wants to you know i'm gonna be at marketed live yeah because why would you not be well i'm more i've only ever missed one haven't i i mean i think we'll allow that i mean there's a pandemic wasn't there Uh, it was (laughs) yeah but i literally only ever missed one otherwise i've been to every single one and they're excellent fyi so if you are listening to this and you haven't got a ticket i don't know what you're doing yeah you get a badge by the way fyi (laughs) do i get better yeah you get a badge with like how many years you've you've been I'm I don't excited. know. It's kind of like gamifying it, but in a naff, naff kind of kind like of way. It. I don't know why. I don't know why we thought of that. I think I think I must have come from an American conference when I made that decision they because they it, all love they? they love a badge or a button, button, yeah. not a badge, a button. I like it. I like the whole. How many years years have you been? I remember one conference when I when I went, um, and I'm just going to name it, Social Media Marketing World. They have these stickers that you stick on the bottom. They're like, I don't know, what would you describe them as, Bisball? Like ribbons. Because they're material, aren't they? Ribbons, ribbons, that's it. Yeah. So they have like random ones that you can pick that just say I'm amazing or whatever it says. But then you can have a ribbon that says how many years you've been. So me being sarcastic, I had been, I think I was on my fourth fourth or fifth year or something I'd been a lot anyway I went up and I think the most was like 11 and I was like I've been here 11 and they all went crazy and they're like no way oh my god this is amazing I know this is like when you're at school and you tell a lie and everyone like gets it gets involved in it and you feel like you can't backtrack from the lie and got to persist with that lie forever I I did have to immediately go sorry I'm only joking I've done five (laughs) and then they were like oh like Uh, I get out ruined their day <laughs> oh dear right well um so yeah just, do that because i'm excited about that yeah well i'm just letting everyone know i i validate we validate not me I don't know. <laughs> validate how many years people have uh, been you get given your badge you get given you don't get to pick that, you get given your badge have you how many people have done it every year have you got people who've done literally every year yes yes than other than me other than me there is there is one person i think we know who they are but we know I one person who yeah, who's been to every single one. Um, and you see now they can't not come because no. they wouldn't want to like the only you know, lose their streak. So that's, that's the way you've got to play it, folks. That's the way you've got to play it. Don't, don't miss one. Well, don't miss out. Anyway, um, Teresa, thank you so much for spending your precious time with us today. Um, I look forward to seeing you in September, if not before. Uh, and um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've had a lovely time.
So I think what we've learned in that conversation with Teresa is that it's very easy to start up a business these days, particularly one that is quote unquote online and it's very accessible. And that's a great thing. That's a great thing. And they can work. And there's lots of success stories about online businesses that, that work, but it's not necessarily for everyone. And how you choose to market that online business, should you decide that's what you want to do, probably needs to stand out more. It probably needs to be based on stronger foundations and be smarter in terms of how it's marketed than the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of similar types of businesses that exist. So as with all things marketing, your key thing is to try and make sure your uniqueness stands out, that you get that message across and you, you know, persuade people that you are the right option for them. Okay. Well, um, that's your lot for this episode. Uh, I would love you to think about what has been going on in this conversation today. Perhaps you're thinking about having an online business. Perhaps we've just completely put you off it. Perhaps you disagree profusely with what Teresa or myself have said in this episode. Great. I want to hear what you think to this. Definitely respond to us on social media um, or send us an email or whatever it is you want to do. Ideally, come to Marketed Live and <laughs> tell us you absolutely hated it. Um, I don't mind. Uh, this year is all about challenging something. Uh, we've got some wonderful people in the room, attendees, the speakers, we're all able to have a nice, polite conversation about our thoughts and actually sharing your thoughts is just as important as the people that are on the stage because the way that we run Marketed Live gives some dedicated time to discuss what the speakers have said with the people on your table. It's all very wonderful and supportive and peer-led. Marketed Live this year is in Leicester, Thursday the 7th of September 2023, and I genuinely think that we have the best lineup that we've had. Uh, I would really like to see you there. We have got um, a number of tickets left. I say that, they could have sold out within a week. Anyway, uh, if you are uh, struggling to uh, make the decision to come, maybe you can't afford it, we've got you back. We've got a pay it forward fund, which we have funds for, paid for by the members of the community where they've paid it forward. If you would like to come, but you can't afford it, um, please still come if you need that kind of kickstart to get back into your job or maybe kickstart your own business, then learning is a great way to do that. Reach out to us in confidence, heyatmarketed.live or via Instagram DMs, and we'll just have a chat with you and explain how that process works. All information about the speaker lineup, travel, accommodation options, again, there are some discounts there. They're on the website, marketed.live. Hope to see you there, and we'll see you here on the podcast next time.